Hello, my darling pop culture junkies. Happy Thursday. It's Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays. And I'm your host, Brooke Hammerling. Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays. Hello, guys. Welcome back. Episode 57. And we have a fan favorite today mm-hmm. as my guest fan favorite in fact she gets fan mail fan gifts fan packages and that is the one and only this is the only way i get to see my bestie because she now <laughs> lives in fucking jacksonville florida brit morgan Sachs. hello who needs no introduction to the regular listeners i'll take that introduction i i think today i'm going to commit to my my sexy podcast voice like you brooke i i i want to sound like you you do. How's you have this? sexy podcast voice. Maybe I that's like why it. you're so popular. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it is really funny. It's so strange, but our friendship, like, mm. I don't, I mean, yeah, we're f- great friends. We like yeah. are hilarious together. Really? We have a really good time together. We call each other on our shit. We uh, are always propping each other up. We're not competitive. Yes. We're just a really good girlfriend. We have stayed as close normally, as you know, like I'm a person that like, if somebody's not in front of me, I sort of just shut everything down. Because <laughs> Is that true? That's my way of avoidance. I oh. think it's probably due to trauma of the loss of parents early. But like, yeah, like it's a lot of people find it difficult to stay in my orbit if they're not right in front of me. Oh. I just forget. I just I shut it down. I didn't know that about you. But you and I have not had that situation, in fact, at all. The only thing I will say that I've done that I'm a shitty friend about is that you've visited me like 483 times and I haven't come to Jacksonville. No, this is correct. I mean, I guess I'm going to just have to fucking build a club, a 20,000 square foot club and a whole new business to get you and a handful of other people. But if it's what I have (laughs) to do, I'm, I'm committed. I'm committed to this. So for those of you who have not listened to me and Britt before. Britt is a New Yorker born and bred. Mm-hmm. She is a mother of three. Oh my God. And she, in the midst of COVID, moved her black Jewish family for the most part. Plus the Goyan boyfriend, but yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Down to Jacksonville, Florida, much to all of our shock and horror and to prove us like she's she's building to prove us wrong she's building a spike club (laughs) called the june (laughs) which is an unbelievable members club and we've talked about it where she's looking at these um emerging gateway cities Mm. and jacksonville being Mm -hmm. the first of it in terms of these sort of beautiful purple spots in these otherwise red states that have diversity and a real community coming out that you wouldn't anticipate. Lots of people from Brooklyn. So many reasons. I've absolutely fallen in love with this city. There are a lot of people from other cities. Look at your, she's, if you guys could see her, she looks like, I don't. Britt and I love to travel together, but we are particularly good in Jamaica. We are. And we are good. We're just better versions of ourselves in, and and specifically at GoldenEye. But you have GoldenEye hair today. You have like long, luscious. Uh, This is a. Like you've just gotten mm, off the beach. You're very kind. Now I moved, I actually moved to a new house in Jacksonville, wanting to explore a new part of the city and moving is the worst. Moving is the Ugh. worst. So I am in the throes of 
I don't know where anything is. I have a painter here today. I don't know where my hairbrush is this morning. So this is not, I mean, yes, thank you. I have beautiful island hair this morning. You do have beautiful island hair. Now moving, are you- I'm so glad that's how you're receiving it. Are you the type of mover? I mean, I I know the answer to this question, Mm -hmm. but I'm asking for for the fans. For the fans, fans. for my fans. Are Are you the type of mover that was like, you had to be involved in every process and were boxing things up? Or were you just like- I'm hiring somebody. I'm not even going to do a thing like come in and just make it all disappear. Yeah. No, I, so, well, first of all, if I really had my druthers and I had the budget, I would have people come and like organize before I moved and help me purge before I moved. I I can, I I can't even afford the Packers. I'm, I'm bootstrapping a bit a business, but my ADD is so bad that like, it just, there's no way in hell I would ever be able to pack up my house. So I did have um, packers pack me and move, but it's been a month and I am still in a sea of horror. Is that what you just said? Yeah. Like, listen, I've talked about this. I have. Is it spelled like Pharaoh and Balls? 2000 years of French. My parents sent me to... Paris several summers as That's a kid nice. to live with the De La Mordiers. Oh. I was in love with their son, Emmerich, oh. but there was Emmerich, Bryce, and Solen, and they were very fancy in Paris. And I would live in this little apartment and I was went to French school where I would learn French all day. Yeah. And I can conjugate, I can, je suis tu es, il est, nous sommes, vous êtes, ils ont, yes. ils ont. I can conjugate the fuck out of a verb. Right. That is it. I end up naturally going to Italian, which I don't speak more. But when I'm in French, I'm like, see, see, andiamo. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. And I cannot pronounce like, quel horror. I can't. The only thing I'm good at, and you remember, I think I told you this was, I was on a subway, maybe to Brooklyn at one point years ago. And there were these French kids screaming on the subway, like screaming, being terribly badly behaved like teenagers. And I stood up and I was such a Karen and I go, ferme la bouche. And then, <laughs> oh, and God. So, I would have paid money then, to see that. I was like, ferme la bouche with no. my finger. And I, I mean, who the hell am I? I was such a care. And those kids will tell, I mean, they are oh. still telling that story. It's, it was not my favorite moment, but you it know, was funny as fuck. I am a Francophile. You know, I, I did name my daughters, I gave them French names. And to me, just everything French is better. But, um, quel, 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 horror, horror, I, I mean, that's horror. a hard one. And H is a well, hard one. It is H, a hard one, but we'll, we'll work on it. We'll work You're on it. You're a Francophile. Um, I'm an Anglophile. So we have a lot to discuss. So first of all, your club is named the June. It's going to be an incredible, iconic place in Jacksonville. We're all going to become members. Yes. This was the Juneteenth episode oh, edition. Oh, I, my, see, my, I see what you did there. You I see like a that. theme. And <laughs> did just that. as, as a black woman, yes. I'm just curious, like, does Juneteenth, like how do your children have an understanding of what it is? Do you think it's an infective? Like you said something so interesting to me the other day on that day, you're like, I wish that we could, instead of made this a national holiday, like been more impactful if we made election day a national well, holiday where people could get out of work, out of school and go and vote. And I, I think the two things, and I'll just clarify that statement. I did say that, but you know, obviously I think it's an important, um, holiday. I love, Oh yeah. When, you when, weren't when by it? any means. You were by no means saying that it wasn't an was important it 2000, holiday. It was on this 2021 when it 21? became 21. 21. Yeah. I think it's wonderful. Um, 
I, I don't think the two things should be mutually exclusive. You know, what I, and I was thinking about this last night because I was just doing a little bit more research on Juneteenth and it's like, you're free, but you're not free, right? So the, the slaves had been emancipated, but they didn't all know that, right? So you're right. free, but you're not. There was free. no Twitter back then. <laughs> there was no, no Twitter. No black Twitter, no white Twitter, no, no, Twitter. no Twitter. And it was, you know, to the benefit, obviously, of certain people to, to ensure that others remained ignorant, remained subjugated, remained enslaved. And I just think, you know, we, for example, we can all vote, but we can't all vote, right? We're all free, but we're not free. And so I think that while it's wonderful to acknowledge holidays like Juneteenth and make them national holidays, I, I would hope that, you know, with what that signals, um, you know, you truly become free and we truly begin to acknowledge disparity, um, institutional racism, et cetera, uh, economic disparity when you give people the real opportunity to exercise their freedoms. And that would be allowing everyone to participate very easily in the voting process, um, in the election process. Um, and it's just a way of continuing to, you know, subjugate people when, and I'm not just talking about black people. I mean, so many people aren't able to take the day off from work, don't have childcare, you know, there's so many systems in place to ensure that people aren't able to exercise their freedoms. And so anyway, just a little, yeah, I, I totally agree. I don't understand how election day is like, there's Why so many it? things we, we're going to get into what's really everyone's talking about, yeah. but speaking about election day, yeah, I have to say, and I know you did too, like <laughs> never in my life. And we're going to uh, talk, sorry, sorry for the purists of pop culture Mondays here today listening because pop culture Mondays started in the Trump era. Uh, that means that man was president and we needed an escape from it. And so I was very, very, very clear from literally the first ever Pop Culture mm -hmm. Mondays newsletter that we would be Trump free. We needed a break. There were so many things we could make fun of, but like we all needed a break from it. So that's sort of a part, as, as much as the homage goes to Baby Yoda, there's a lot of it that we were just in that like crazy moment where we just needed a break from the crazy. Yeah. And so we are for the most part Trump free in the newsletter. But today the podcast, we can't, we can't not talk about the fact that I am hot for Brett Bayer of Fox News. Like never in my life. Like he looks like a fake man. Like he's like an AI. He looks like a Lego man or like an AI. He looks like a Lego man. <laughs> he does. I never like he looks like he was crafted. It's very, it's very angular. Square, square in every way. And he seems like a really nice guy. Like I'm all for people with different opinions. I'm not for people who are, you know, using a platform to stir up drama and for ratings and money or whatnot. And Brett has always, I think, historically been a very measured journalist. Okay. However, this interview with Donald Trump was a masterclass. Masterclass. I have never in my life have I watched, like gone proactively to Fox News. It's now being shown all over TikTok. You saw it. By the did way, well, not only did I see it, I call, well, yes, I was like, uh, I didn't realize that I was watching Fox News. <laughs> That's the and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, how? Well, first of all, I was like, wow, this is a really good interview. Second, I'm like, huh, I've never seen Donald Trump give anybody this much room to ask a question, let alone like a hard hitting question. He didn't interrupt when, he didn't when interrupt Brett Bayer was saying, like you said, you were going to have you're surrounding yourself with the best. And then he just starts 
doing the it, litany of names just, of people. And Donald Trump didn't say anything. Do you think he disassociated at that I, moment? Here's Is what he I'm just, beginning to think. I'm beginning to think that Brett Bayer has some, has practiced the art of like skill of like hypnosis. I feel like maybe he's done something with his voice, his inflection. I don't know what it is, but it's almost like he put him in this meditated, anesthetized state <laughs> because I've never seen this before. And I, then I was like, wait, what, where is this? I'm like, Fox News. I'm like, oh, is Fox News showing a clip of some leftist woke radical i'm like who who tricked trump i'm like no 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 this is actually a fox news interview so i am i was stunned and i was impressed and i mean so confused I, I, I all of those emotions and reactions are like literally what i was going through i thought at first it was like, this can't be real. Maybe they've spliced two people together. Like this right. is such a creative person. Cause I first saw it on social media and then I was like, this is real. And I didn't understand. Cause I mean, it wasn't like Trump wasn't doing Trump stuff. I mean, there were times when he's like, you know, the documents there were, Brett gives him evidence of like what was recorded. It's like, it was lots of papers and I have my clothes in those my boxes. Clothes my clothes, clothes. My, my pants, <laughs> my pants, my which, golf way, attire. We are all Trump today because I'm looking at boxes of crap with clothes in them. And I mean, maybe he's moving. I get it. Yeah. I totally yeah. Get it. You put him in the bathroom. Documents, but but you know. the, he was requested, you know, it was so interesting because yes. Brett and I'm so Sorry to say this, but, you know, I was I was disgusted mm. by the Caitlin Collins interview um, of of Trump in that primetime town hall on CNN and, uh, and disgusted in the sense that, you know, obviously now Chris Licht, the the guy who is boss of CNN is no longer. Yes. But it was just so poorly done. She wasn't not to say she's not an exceptionally talented journalist. She's a young woman who does not have the experience or the tenacity to go up against what we knew would be Donald Trump of gaslighting and all of that stuff. She didn't have the hubris to be perfectly frank. And it was an obvious thing. We all knew like what was going to happen as it was unfolding and he was going to steamroll her. He was going to mock her. He was going to call her names. Like it was just so obvious and the breadth and then with the audience, obviously, but with mm -hmm. the Brett Bayer thing, I don't know if Trump just like, really thought this was going to be a softball or maybe he didn't understand what he was trying to do, but it's, it's gotta be the most damaging thing to ever have happened to him in his political career. Was that, in, it, was that a Murdoch play? I mean, who knows? It, who knows? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no to that. Um, but I mean, uh, Brett Bayer was exceptional, like regardless of what side of the, of the, fence you're on, you know, and of course the ultra right MAGA people won't see mm. it, but it was exceptional. He persevered. He was calm. He did not lose focus. He brought it back. He checked everything that Trump said. He didn't allow himself to be gaslit. Mm -hmm. He didn't let Trump continue with the gaslighting. It was genius. It was genius. It was well done, Brett. My new, my new Fox news crush. I mean, who's to say if Fox becomes more middle of the road than MSNBC or CNN? Who's to say? But you know what? We got to move on. And the fact of the matter is, guys, we don't know. This This is a time machine. We're recording this right now on Wednesday, uh, 9.24 right now, a.m. Uh, in California. 
we all are, it's, this is like the um, Jessica McClure, if you guys remember, those of you alive, which was the actual beginnings of CNN, really. But Jessica McClure is a little girl that fell into the well, and it was the beginning of really round-the-clock media, television media, where we could log into or turn on CNN at three o'clock in the morning, and there's reports of Jessica in the well. We are all consumed by this Titanic. And it's interesting. Everybody calls it a submarine. It is not a submarine. It's a submersible, which I understood to mean that a submarine is operated by a human. So you're in a submarine. It's a, it's a human driven machine mm-hmm. um, with a you know crew and all of that. A submersible is basically like a toy you buy at fucking Target and go underwater with little like propellers and a guy is controlling you with a fucking PlayStation remote control. And I'm not exaggerating. There's an exceptional piece by David Pogue. David Pogue is is a very, very well-respected and really thoughtful and lovely journalist, specifically around tech. He was the New York Times technology reviewer for many, many years. It's like the Walt Mossberg to the Wall Street Mm -hmm. Journal and, and Recode was David Pogue to the New York Times and then Yahoo. And he did a piece. He was on this exact submersible. So he's obviously very, very well versed in sort of what is happening and why this happened. So if in case you've been living under a rock in a submersible, submersible. 12,000 feet under the, under the ocean, we are all sort of holding our breaths and it has captivated the world of these five people, a couple billionaires, a billionaire son, 19 year old. They're five people in a, a submersible that literally is the size of a minivan. They are sitting in this thing. They've paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to go down and see and you, there's no guarantee, by the way, because when you sign all the documents that you're going to see much of the Titanic. It all is a matter of like current and so forth and so on. There are some people who've done it who went down and only got three minutes of a glimpse of it by the time they had to come back up. And there are other people that saw it for two hours. But the fact of the matter is there's amazing ways to see the wreckage of the Titanic. It's all been filmed by James Cameron and his team. And it's an amazing documentary, obviously, for the movie Titanic. There's no real reason to go down there other than to just sort of bragging rights. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's the same energy to me. Tell me what you think is like these really rich people, some of whom we've known who have zero experience in mountain climbing, aren't Mm. particularly athletic, but decide they have to conquer Everest. And so they pay a shit ton of money to one of these outfits that then, you know, basically put their lives, everybody else's lives and the Sherpa's lives at risk to haul up said billionaire, billionaire's wife, whatever, up a fucking mountain. I I hate to say it, Bob Pittman's wife was one of them. There was, she was very famous ex-wife in the book that um, John Krakauer wrote. And Mm. it, it's that mindset of just like, I have money. I need to, it's like this, I don't, they uh, need to push to the extreme to just take all these unnecessary risks. I mean, I, I don't mean to make a joke. The irony here is rich, obviously, um, because the folks who were initially on the Titanic, many of them were super uber wealthy and it's I hate sad. to say it, the, the videos on TikTok, I, there's this yeah. one, I'm sorry guys. And I, we don't know what's going to happen. They yeah. have the last we've heard is there was signs of life because oh. an airplane and other boats heard the ping is what they're supposed to do in a crisis. Uh-huh. Is you're supposed to hit the the helm, I guess, with the hammer and it sends like sounds. They have no power. So they have no connectivity. No light, no heat. 
no light, no heat. Is They're running out of oxygen. As of right now, they have less than 20 hours left. The CO2, imagine if you're having panic attacks or whatnot, mm-hmm. you're putting out more. The likelihood, the theories are... At first, there was maybe it got, it, it, it imploded, right? There was a leak or pressure took mm-hmm. it and imploded and it went off. But now with sounds of life, it may mean that it's it's stuck, like it's attached to something. It got mm-hmm. caught in a net or it got caught in the Titanic itself. There is hope that it's actually on the surface, bobbing, but stuck and can't, they can't get out because they're sealed in by like mm-hmm. 17 volts. It's so, it just doesn't seem like this makes sense for somebody to go down. And they've had a lot of warnings and whatnot from others. There were lawsuits. There was former employees who've told this guy that this was not a seaworthy, like Mm -hmm. there are too many risks, but so we don't know what's going to happen. Everybody's imagining themselves in this. It's my actual worst nightmare. I have friends taking it like anti-anxiety meds right now because they can't help it. And so when we have these situations, humor does help us through it is as sort of Mm -hmm. crass as that may sound. And there's some funny TikToks like this one. You remember when Rose dies at the end of Titanic and then she, you see the Titanic people all alive and well, and they're welcoming her. And Jack is standing at the top of the staircase waiting for Rose to come home. So they're like, tell you something right now. No, no, no. Don't tell me, Brit. Brit, no. I have to tell you something. You've never seen. Never seen Titanic. Brit. Guys, this is. This is a theme in our friendship. And it's taken. Brit had never (laughs) seen movies like we, you'd never seen Born on the Fourth of July. No, not Born on the Fourth of July. uh, Independence Day. No. We watched that with me. That's yes. an iconic movie. What, what was what, the other the, one? Point Break. Point Break. You've never seen. There's so, so, the list is so long. This is probably why entire, you got into Harvard. Our, no. And I did no. not go to Harvard because I watched That's, so many I movies. Would, no. Well, because you were busy studying. I wasn't busy studying. Listen, I just haven't. I don't know why I'm not intrigued. I mean, I've okay. seen clips of it. And you know the Celine Dion song. I know. I like. I know all of the sort of relevant pop culture, you know, Okay. Vignettes okay, and fine. moments in the movie, but have I seen the movie from start to finish? No. Have I seen okay, like well, we you are. know so you the Celine Dion music video with him like you know I can fly or whatever they're doing at the I'm king of the world, <laughs> king of the world. I can fly. I'm king of the world. Like, thank you. Sorry. I bu- so you don't know the me. references when I say things like more obscure references, like paint me like, like you paint your French girls. That you don't know. No, that one. I, I mean I think oh she's painted. He's a painter and she's nude or something. But okay, so see, it's weird osmosis. But I've never seen it. Like, I've never watched that. I'm like, I'm going to watch. Well, you're going to soon enough, my darling friend. So anyway, the memes or the TikToks are funny. They use that final scene as Rose is coming home and they say, when the guys, quote, wake up tomorrow, this is what they're going to be like. The Titanic is welcoming them. It's so, it's very, very macabre and morbid. (laughs) That is morbid. Have you seen the Cardi B stuff? No. Okay. (laughs) So... This is again a pop culture podcast, so forgive us. Obviously, this is a terrible thing, and we're all trying to deal with the anxiety of five people trapped in a fucking underwater minivan. That By the way, no other aren't there boat- like a lot of like refugees and stuff going through similar things right now? Okay, so it's a really interesting. Let me get to the card. Well, first yes, of all, I'll sorry. get to Cardi B in a minute. No, you're 100 percent right. There is a meme going around. There is a boat filled with people. That is, you know, and all these boats of people of, of refugees drowning and other, you know, and all these people on a boat and they're stuck and nobody cares because they're, they're poor and there's yeah, thousands of people. Yeah. And now we have a submersible with five people 
rich, rich, rich white Willfully men. Willfully going on to this death trap, into this death trap. The news cannot stop focusing. So it just, it does put a highlight on the level of importance. Refugees who have no money and are not worth the same amount of attention as five billionaires who are stuck in a boat that they made the choice and signed, by the way, waivers with their lives. And anyway, to maybe indicate the type of people we're dealing with. Yeah. One of the guys, I think it's the Hamish guy who actually was also up in the Blue Origin, uh, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Bezos thing. And this guy's like an adventurer and he's a billionaire. He's an English guy. His stepson mm-hmm. is, so his stepson posted on, first of all, his stepson is using Facebook, not Instagram. Strange. But he's like, I don't know if he's a, a like early 20s, something like that. Who knows? Maybe he's in his 30s. I don't know. He uses Facebook. So likely he's older. He posted first, like my stepfather is missing. Can we, you know, thoughts and prayers, like anything somebody would do. Right. Mm-hmm. But then like two hours later, the dude posts a picture with him in front of the merch desk at a Blink-182 show which is his favorite band of all times. And he's at a Blink-182 concert along with, you know, part of the Kardashian clan or whatever. He's, he's moved on. Two hours later or something. And he posts a picture and then he's like, I know some of you, you know, might think this is weird, but we all do things that make us happy when we're stressed out. And Blink-182 is my favorite band of all time. And no. this is like, yeah. And so Cardi B filmed this TikTok and it's with this AI, like in the, it's like a human body that's like a science project, like a, a skinless human body <laughs> Yeah, holding her in this AI. And she's like, can you believe the stepson? Is that about, no, your job is to be, people say, what is he supposed to be at home crying, looking for him? And she goes, that is exactly what he's supposed to be doing. <laughs> you see that? Like, I had to see this. Well, I love Cardi B. I love Cardi B. We'll put it in the, um, in the show notes so you can see the video, but um, here's Cardi B. So one of the billionaires that's missing on the, on the water from that submarine shit, one of the billionaires, their stepson, is at a concert, right? At Blink-182 concert. And people is like, um, well, what is he supposed to do? Be sad at the house? Is he supposed to go look for himself? Yes. You're supposed to be at the house sad. You're supposed to be crying for me. You're supposed to be right next to the phone waiting to hear any updates about me. You're supposed to be uh, counseling your mom and shit. Like, isn't it sad that you a whole fucking billionaire and nobody gives a fuck about you? Like... Like, you missing, and motherfuckers is ready to shake dicks at concert. That's crazy. I'd rather be broke. I'd rather be broke than, like, and poor, but knowing that I'm loved. Like, what do you think about this submersible? I mean, have you seen that it's been, like, basically made with, they say it's, like, pylon, like, it was made with bubblegum and dental floss. (laughs) Yeah. Would you ever? Would I? I remember my mom and I did this thing when we were, when I was a little kid, I was, I love scuba and I, I was training to be a dive master. The excuse I gave for not doing it was because of my heart. When, when my doctors found out I was doing scuba in college, this was before I had my heart fixed. They were like, you cannot do that. You have a heart valve issue. You could die. But really the reason why I didn't want to continue with my training is that there were certain things you had to do to get more advanced to be a trainer, including doing a night dive, a night cave dive, no. a kelp dive. And these things, I was like, no, I just want to go into the little coral and swim around with the little fishies. I don't but, even like, what is it, like snorkeling. You don't like snorkeling, but I, I remember don't. when my mom and I did this thing in Bermuda, it must have been in like 1984, and you go down and you wear these <laughs> 
you might be 20 feet and you wore these like things from like the 30s, like these big helmets. metal helmets. Your hair, the whole advertising, because my mom hated getting her hair wet. Hated it. She like spent so much time doing her hair. My mother would never, famously, never go underwater. But this was advertised as you can go underwater and your hair doesn't get wet. <laughs> I'm just like imagining like a 1900s like, yeah, 1900s, like, 1900s. So you're in this tank in the 1900s and they have these tubes that are connecting us to the boat still. And they have an underwater camera and you're like, you know, your hair is perfect. You're quaffed. Yeah, you're quaffed and alive. I and my don't. mom had a panic attack. She was like, uh-uh, no, thank you. Get me the fuck no. up. We were like, you no. could see the surface. These yeah. people are 12,000 feet. There's just darkness. I, it's at my actual worst nightmare. I really do. I don't, I can't even, I don't even want to think about it because it's making me anxious thinking about being in that sort of a doom scenario. It, I pray for them that they come out alive, but what a terrible way to go if they don't. So I, I, no, I would not be um, signing up for that exercise, for that experience. No, I don't like, I don't like excitement that much. I am not an adventurer. I moved to Jacksonville. That, that's a, that's my. That's a big adventure. adventure. I just it's just reckless. And you know what? If these people want to put their lives at risk, but you know, a nineteen-year-old, a son, like the kids want to impress their dads. They, I mean, obviously, they're. And I, I can't say I haven't done reckless things. I've gone skydiving like on a first date no. with a guy in New Jersey. What? Like, I yeah, can't. you know. No. no. But this just seems like there's not like a remote-controlled thing with like a PlayStation. Then why is has- it two hundred thousand dollars to do it? $250,000 to go down. Like, well, the CEO, who's now probably going to not see the light of day. At the very least, not be the CEO anymore. Yeah. He could answer those questions for us. But um, well, anyway. I Godspeed. You know what I need right now? This is a segue. Is it a cold beverage by any chance? It is one margarita. <laughs> it's 940 in the morning and I am this, this, the anxiety from the submersible. Submersible has led you to drinking in the morning. And what are you going to have, girl? One margarita. <laughs> have you heard this margarita song? Well, yes. Thanks to Pop Culture Mondays. I, I need to... I need to say the lyrics and we're going to get into it uh-huh. a bit, but the lyrics are, <laughs> wait, oh my God. So the problem is there is a song by yeah. Luke Bryan. This is not the Luke Bryan song. It's the Chick Angel. First, before you explain the Margarita song, yeah, what is the origin story of the Margarita song? So the origin story of the Margarita song is there is this evangelist named Sister Cindy. And she and her now deceased husband, brother Jed or something like that, like right out of central casting, right? They remind me of like the scary people in Poltergeist, like that old man who would like knock on the, oh God. So Sister Cindy is speaking in Gen Z talk. Like her tagline is ho no mo. And that's like all, which is- She subscribes to your newsletter. Whore no more. Ho no mo. Ho no mo. And that's like her hashtag. And she goes around to universities, obviously liberal, most universities are, to preach about the the sins um, that the youngs are doing, how they dress, 
how they behave, premarital sex, all of that. There was one where it's like she was abomination of kissing girls. Like you do not do that. And then the girls came up in front of them and because she was using the Katy Perry song and they got up and they just started making out in front of her. Like I don't know if she's really converting anyone. People are going to it in in the most ironic sense. She doesn't know it. I don't know if she knows it or she's part of it. And so they're mocking her. Like, they'll be like, Sister Cindy, do you like my outfit? And they're wearing, she's wearing like a string bikini. And she's like, you're going to go to the, you know, devil's home. And everyone's like, yeah. And one of her rants, she started going off and thinking somehow, this is all tracked on TikTok. She somehow thinks that this is a selling point to her flock of why not to drink because she's saying like if you give them one margarita they're gonna they're gonna spread their legs and if you give them two margaritas they're gonna you know put their penis in your mouth everyone's like yeah and then it's like if you do three margaritas they're gonna let you put your their penis in your vagina and it's like people go crazy one margarita she will spread her legs The song of the moment is the Margarita song. It's called One Margarita. And the creator is Angel Lakita Moore. And she's like an actress, comedian. I mean, she's everything. But let me, we're going to play it because I don't really care. But let me, let me, in case you didn't hear everything, let me just go through it. The intro is, give me a Rita. I'm open my legs. Give me some of that tequila. I'm going to. I'm going to give you some head. It's about to get freaky tonight, baby. I put it in my puss. Let's go. Let's go. Give me a beat. So the song is, give me one margarita. I'm going to open my legs. Give me two margaritas. I'm going to give you some head. Give me three margaritas. I'm going to put it in my puss. Give me four margaritas. I'm going to put it in my tush. Give me five margaritas. I'm going to have some fun. Give me five margaritas. I'm going to put it in your bun. Give me one margarita. I'm going to open my leg. Give me two margaritas. I'm going to give you some head. Give me three margaritas. I'm going to put it in my puss. Give me four margaritas. I'm going to put it in my tush. Give me five margaritas. I'm going to get some Oh, dear, is all I can say. But it's a banger. It's a banger. It's a banger it's a banger and poor sister cindy has turned you know the Aww. number one hit of the summer into Aww. like she's so earnest and she's just not in on the joke and she's just trying she's trying and you think she's in on the joke well i don't think i think she's fighting it but like she also knows there's some like there's some reason i mean because she leans into the margarita song like she's now preaching about the margarita song she's not naive she knows it's happening but I think maybe in some of her twisted brain, she feels that she's converting some of the flock. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. I always feel like when I see someone, even if they're terrible, 
they're so earnest and they just care so much and people are laughing at them. It, I just feel bad. Yeah. I mean, Sister Cindy, Sister Cindy is like a little bit like that other, that crazy TikTok woman who's like preaching about being a vegan and like you're an animal killer and like crying and not even like animals. Like if you're ripping a strawberry off of its stem, you're killing like the pain the strawberry is feeling. She oh, goes nuts on it. Like it's nut so- jobs, but uh, <laughs> poor Poor, poor, poor sister, sister. Yeah, but gave us the hit of the summer. And can you imagine, like, first of all, moms are singing it to their kids' horror, but the kids, for moms who don't know it, and the kids are coming home. And can you imagine Mirabelle's like, put it in your. Oh my God. Like, I would die. I mean, what I would like to hear is the Cardi B remix of the song. Has Cardi B hopped on a verse yet? Lizzo really um, obviously jumped oh, yes. on it. And yes. she, yeah. So. That was amazing. And I'm happy that Lizzo is shining a light on it. But the song is a banger. I think it goes into like I was just telling you there the straights are finally catching up to the gay community in terms of like hookup culture and so forth. Uh Like, right. There's the grinder app, which I think all straights have been sort of secretly jealous of. Like what you just swipe and like you're hooking up with them in four hours. But there is a new app that I have lots of friends on. I went and checked out, which is I mean, it's for all gay, straight, bisexual, trans, like anybody is trying to get down. I like it. And it's just and everyone's hot and you just swipe on it and it's like fully a hookup app. It's called Field, F-E-E-L-D. Field wants to sponsor my podcast. Great name. Happy to do it. It's insane. Like, it's so cool. People are like, we're down to fuck, like into threesomes. I'm sorry this is getting really raunchy, but this is the theme because of the margarita song. We're just hot summer, summertime, baby hot girl summer, hot hookup summer, hot margarita summer. You know, I'm booed up with like 85 kids, but I just, I might have to check this. I just want to see. I just want to see for research, for research, for research. So are you going to partake? What's going on? You know, I mean, who's the days to young? Say? Who's I don't to say? do online. Yeah, it's only. I mean, I haven't had my margarita yet. Give me a few margaritas, <laughs> and, and we'll I see. will be in there. In there, I did want to talk about because I thought really the the, the genesis of you being on here mm. was because the, one of the main stories in this week's newsletter was this whole controversy around this character, Miranda Sings, which oh, yeah. I was very clear in my newsletter I had never heard of. Um, mm-hmm. the, the person who plays Miranda Sings is a woman named Colleen Ballinger. Yes. And just to give you a little context, Miranda Sings is a big, it started in YouTube like in 2008 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think so, like, yeah. Literally, where the hell have I been? Like this is, and it's like a Pee Wee's Playhouse type take on things and she was sort of like she had a netflix show I, I'm she not ended mistaken. up getting a netflix show but mm-hmm. she she also was that first person to sort of use one of the first sort of big creators using youtube as a way to connect to fans in real life and mm-hmm. she would she was interchanged between miranda sings and her real character colleen and I only found out about her because there's this, it came out on TikTok, a controversy, which apparently there have been several over the years. And this mm-hmm. one actually stems back to three years ago, where she was called out for sending a minor, a boy under the age of 18, 
her underwear and panties. And the reason she did it, she gave three years ago in context, a video where she explained what happened, which was she then showed another video of her and her then husband, who clearly was also maybe not straight. I'm not quite sure. Unboxing a box of clothes that she had bought at like Forever 21 or something and going through how, how some of the clothes were ugly and how she's like, well, maybe if my fans want it, you guys write in and I'll send it to you. And one of the fans was this minor, this boy who said, I want the bra and panties that because her husband modeled them. Mm-hmm. And, sh- and he went on to say, because your husband looked so good in them or something like that. And so she ends up mailing to this child, which is context or not an adult whether it's meant, there's no context where you send. <laughs> there's no scenario in which this makes any sense whatsoever. Any sense. Or is acceptable. It's just not. And so this child's mother then got in touch with her and it turned into this whole thing. But now he's over 18 and he's brought this to the surface again and talked about the bullying that he received as a result of her coming out against it. And then there's other controversies like she in her shows, like on her stage performances would bring up young people, whether they were minors or young adults, mm-hmm. on the stage and sort of do things that would embarrass them. And, you know, sexualize or embarrass, yeah. Sexualize or call like make them look like just do things that were, you know, inappropriate. And the thing mm-hmm. is, maybe in 2008 the world was like that. But as we all know, the world has changed and we have to change with the world unless you want to be a, you know, you but if you're gonna be a comedian for young people or whatever it is, you have to change with the times and be aware of things. So anyway, I'm just, I'm setting the stage. You as a parent of, you know, preteen, teen girls mm-hmm. were familiar with Miranda Singh. Oh yeah. And I wanted to get to So, the well, first of all, my daughter, one of my daughters was like very into Miranda Sings and was actually Miranda Sings for one Halloween which I was okay with because it's the world's. And is that with costume. the red lipstick all yes, over the face? Yes, yes. However, I always found this character to be like the most obnoxious. Like it was just annoying. I didn't find it to be funny. I, I was found it odd that my daughter was like into her. So I already like just wasn't, I wasn't a fan, but I, I don't even have to say it's all very creepy. Like I found it to be creepy. How's that? Like I always found the character to be like slightly creepy. Maybe I wasn't wrong. Maybe you weren't wrong. I mean, it's always creepy when you have adults entertaining kids, right? Like even even Mr. Rogers, people could say that's but a little creepy. Comedy wasn't like childlike. It wasn't. It was. It was like adult. But her audience were children. Were kids, like correct. I'm not talking five year olds, but we're talking twelve year olds, thirteen year olds, fourteen year olds, fifteen year olds. I mean, I think that, my daughter was like not eight or nine when she was into her. Okay, yeah. Well, wow, that's so wild. I know, to and me. I just I'm like, this feels like so strange but and I went back to the videos and watch and I'm like I can't imagine why an eight-year-old found this funny like she's talking about getting pregnant or trying to get pregnant it was just very strange very um well I remember when Maribel told me she's like Miranda Sings is pregnant and I'm like huh she's like Miranda Sings is pregnant she did like a whole video about how her twin or something no it was like something inappropriate about like how she got pregnant basically I have to find it. It was just all off. It was all just off. So it's not surprising to me. It's just off. Oversharing this. This is, you know, I know the guys who founded YouTube. Really, you could say is the genesis for where we are today. Right. Like forget about TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. 
you know, those guys created something that has truly, truly transformed. It created this world of, you know, I mean, YouTube is really the first internet yeah. stars where people were That's able true. to sort of, you know, there's also the whole, the camera guys like Justin can and all of those people who's now has Twitch, but they started mm-hmm. with the Justin, the Justin TV, the sort of like, you get to be a part of my life in every facet. I'm going to overshare. You're going to see everything that I do. And it's just like, we have a a whole generation that grew up that way. It's wild. Yeah. Well, it's creepy is my very brilliant insight. Do you have anything that's it's really good though? <laughs> good insight. Do you have any like insight into what is the new thing that your kids, are? is there any like particular <sighs> creator or somebody that one of your daughters is particularly obsessed with? You know what? I think your, our adoring fans and audience know I am a terrible parent. I don't know what my kids are into. (laughs) I was like, they don't like Taylor Swift. They're like, we love Taylor Swift. Like you do. I I don't know what they're up to. And, and honestly, they're at summer camp right now. So who only, who they're at sleepaway camp? Who can say, I don't know. They're going to come back with a whole new a whole yeah. new genre of so we'll influences. Have to, we'll have to revisit it when they're back from sleepaway camp. I don't know. Who are they into? Uh, my, they like this one thing like the Norris nuts. I don't know. And I, I find all of it to be very annoying. So I kind of don't pay attention. I should. But I, you know, and Taylor Swift is, I think we're going to dive into this more. I do think I'm going to see Taylor this summer. You know who's a Swifty? Think about my biggest nemesis in life, who's also my best friend that you would not think of as a Swifty. Your biggest nemesis in life is also your Who's best friend. Who's five feet tall. I'm being a bad friend right now. Who are you talking about? Podcaster. She's a podcaster. Oh, <laughs> oh I know she's a Swifty. Oh, I know she's a Oh, of course, that nemesis. Yeah. Well, Kara Swisher. Not only is she a Swifty, like I'm waiting for that interview. Like that, I want, a, I want that interview so bad. Maybe more than Kara. I don't think they've come out. Have they come out yet? She's interviewed Sarah Jessica Parker and Martha Martha Stewart. Stewart. And you want to know what Kara did? Like, honestly, Kara and her producer, Naima. Yeah. They can go. Naima Raza, who's been a a guest on here. They've both been guests. They can bite me because they went to Martha Stewart's house. Yeah. They hung with her. Got fresh eggs. Got a lot of fresh eggs. They took pictures of every single thing in that house. Like they were embarrassing. They just didn't care. They were shameless. They were taking pictures like in like in every which way. I want to go into the basket room. There's a room of baskets. They have, she has baskets. She has chicken. She has chow chows. All of these were photographed by Naima and Kara. You know what yeah. wasn't photographed? Her fucking Frenchies. She's like oh. got an army of Frenchies. She's a yeah. Frenchie mom. Oh. The Frenchies are out of control. That gives me I didn't peace. know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you would have known it if Kara and Naima had done their due diligence and or just invited you and you sent me pictures of the Frenchies. I would have more preferred to hang out with Sarah Jessica Parker because I do feel that SJP is like in every fiber of my being. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I love her. There's nothing I can. I still remember the day that I went and got a foot massage when I was next to her and she oh. was super, super pregnant with her child, her first yeah. born. I used so to be cute. an obsessive fan of, of uh, whatever the show is called, Sex in the City. Like I know yeah. every line. 
I know. I mean, and she, I, I know a lot of people tried to make me Samantha Jones because of PR, blah, blah, blah. But I, I was a Carrie Bradshaw in my brain. I wanted to be Carrie Bradshaw and she was sitting next to me getting a foot massage. And she's like, I'm just so uncomfortable talking to a person. It's like, I'm, I'm eight days overdue or whatever she said. And then she went into labor that night. It was all over, you know, the news. And so did you talk to her or was she just exclaiming loudly? She was talking to to the guy rubbing her feet. No, I, but I, in my, and we were sitting on these big rattan chairs. Where was this place in the West Village called Angel Feet? I don't know if it still exists. This was 20 years ago. Amy Sacco got me a gift certificate to Angel Feet. It's a very Amy Sacco. (laughs) You sit in those rattan chairs like you're in Thailand. Uh, Speaking of, and then we we can get into our merry mute. Oh gosh, I have to think about this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've spoken on this pod before. I'm doing a lot of reading. I'm doing a lot, a lot, a lot of reading. I am reading, trying to get through a book to two a week. I'm doing a lot of listening and reading. So I'm doing Audible. Audible's my best friend. I will say Demon Copperhead by Barbara Kingsolver was one of the greatest books I've read lately, but even like fun books like Lessons in Chemistry. And I'm just, I'm having a lot of fun. Where's the book list I haven't received yet? Oh, I, I will write you up a book list. I've been okay. doing different genres like mystery and, you know, there's one called imposter, sort of okay. I don't know. There's a lot. But I'd realized I'd never read Sex in the City. Oh. And so I'm reading Sex in the City and I am floored. First of all, it's not a novel. It's like an anthology of mm-hmm. Candace Bushnell's writings, but the characters are not at all the characters from the show. No. It's Charlotte is a British socialite. Yes. Samantha Jones is a movie producer who goes by Sam. It's very different. Um, it's very different. Mm-hmm. It's very different. And Carrie Bradshaw is like a full on pothead. Like she has Mr. Big, all that, but she's a full on stoner, which we know isn't true because you like smoke pot with the one, like the pot guy, remember? And they were the one like, time and then she like lost her shit. Yeah. 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 They were throwing so, chicken. They were throwing buckets of chicken. chicken. <laughs> I'm telling you, I used to parents, watch this show. And the parents came home. Yeah. Wasn't that, I forget who played the, that was that the comic book guy? It's a comic book guy. Was that Tony Hawk or was that somebody else? His name is Wade. His name was Wade. Was it Tony Hawk playing him? Wasn't Tony Hawk in one of them? I don't know. But his name was Wade and he lived in a penthouse with on the Upper East Side with his parents. Right. And they were throwing chicken because they were so high on the balcony. But she took the weed. She's like, I'll take this. It's mine. I'm taking my weed with me. It is mine, (laughs) Mrs. Adams. And I'm taking it with me when I go. Oh, I'm telling you, I use encyclopedic knowledge of first seasons of Sex and the City. Test me. Oh Never seen God. Titanic or Point Break. I was too busy watching Sex in the City on repeat. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yep. You are my most curious friend. You I'm are a Marvel. Marvel. You are a Marvel. Okay. Um, we could sit here all day. I actually have you to could. jump to a meeting and yes. then I'm going to lunch. The San Vicente Bungalows by any chance? I am. Oh, chance. send it my love. I will I tell you my place. favorite places in LA. I now I am only going to. I go to Sunset Tower. We have yeah. the best grilled fish, the best French fries, the best dirty martinis. I go to San Vicente Bungalows, and then I go to the Georgian Hotel in Santa Which Monica. Which is beautiful, beautiful, and they have a new restaurant that's open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays. That was built in 1933. Oh my God, I have to tell you this. 1933. Yeah. It was built and started being built during Prohibition in 1931. It opened in 1933. It's like a speakeasy, except I think Prohibition was over by the time. It open, but it's underground, windowless, fill. It's like a New York City steakhouse, carpeted, well, come. a piano bar built into the bar. It's so beautiful. And guess who was having dinner across from me as I was sitting there on Friday night? 
Not Kara Swisher. <laughs> Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Mary Poppins. Hello. What's his name? Seriously? Dick He's alive? Van Dyke is alive. Was having a grand old He's time. Like 99. Having 90 something. He was telling us Good that he him. performed there 77 years ago. Oh my gosh. I need to come check that out. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, this June is becoming a reality. I got to go and check things out. You got to so. come and check it out. So uh, that, so those are the three. If you guys want to find me in LA, it's at the yep. San Vicente Bungalows or at the Sunset Tower Hotel. They're both owned by Jeff Klein, the beautiful man, Jeff Klein. And then the Georgian Hotel, which has also got the Georgian room, which is John Blanchard. So Jeff and John, you guys are my social, you are my Amy Sackos right now. I feel like Jeff needs to be a guest on the podcast. Jeff should be a guest. Or the three of us need to go on another trip. Okay. One fine. of those two things. On on we did have a fun time at that, that little Sonoma. Um, okay. Make out, marry, or mute. Yeah. Yes, you, okay. You I'm going to start. Okay. Uh, I already mentioned it. It doesn't have to be from the show. You can pull it from anywhere, but okay. I am going to really shock shock everyone and delight Kara Swisher's mother, Lucky, <laughs> by saying I would make out with Brett Bayer. I would make oh, out with him. Yeah. I would go to the Fox studios. I would sit on the Fox lot and I would make out with him. I was mm-hmm. very, very impressed. Who would I marry? This is a tough one. I think I honestly, right now, the perfect person, I'm going to pull everything from the show uh, that I've talked about, but the woman who wrote the Margarita song, I feel like we would just have so much fun, Angel and I. She's like, one more. And I'm like, I want to walk down the aisle. I want to be with her for all the days. She's going to write you a good song. Yeah. You I think do she like will. a musician. You do like a musician. I do like a musician. She's <laughs> just so fun. I just feel like marriage should be fun and spicy. And I feel yeah. like she'd giving a little, a little spice. And then I want to mute. You know what? I'm going to be controversial here. I fucking hate Hunter Biden. He's disgusting. Uh, But I also hate Donald Trump's kids. But, you know, they're all breaking laws left and right. They've all, they just mute all children except for the Obama kids, all children of presidents, grandchildren of presidents, just mute them. I mean, Hmm. mute Ronald Reagan Jr. when he's off talking about being an agnostic on like cable news ads at 11 o'clock in the morning. God, I've never seen that. Mute all children of presidents, all of them, all of them. Even I'm sorry, the Bush girls, like just mute. I don't want to hear from any of you. And then frankly, the Obama kids are, they're the only ones. They, they just want to live their lives. They're not out there. I don't want to hear from Chelsea Clinton, Hunter Biden. You're disgusting, disgusting. And Donald Trump Jr. and all of those little mutant children with their chin (laughs) implants are discussed. I just don't want to hear about them from them. I don't want to read about them. I don't want to see pictures of them. I want nothing to do with children of presidents. So please mute all of them. There you go. Brooke, tell us how you really feel. I just, that Hunter Biden, that like paunch and his nakedness with the gun and he thinks he's so cute. It's disgusting. You didn't find them sexy in those pictures? And I do find the Bidens like, you know, like you got to cut your losses at the end of the day. Like this guy married his, was having an affair with his dead brother's wife. It's so disgusting. It's all bad. bad. But the Trump kids are no Hmm. better. Let me be clear. They may not have had a drug issue that we know about, but obviously Donald Trump Jr. is doing so much coke and Adderall. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Like that we know of. (laughs) We can just all mute all of them. They seem rather hopped up to me. All right. So I am also going to make out with our hot Lego man, Brett Bear. Two for two. Yeah. I mean, I think I called you like, 
you know, curious about who it was, but also a little hot and bothered. So uh, I'm going to make out with him. Mr. Roboto. Mr. Roboto. (laughs) Such such sharp, sharp cheekbones, that angular, angular chin. I mean, the hair, it's the the whole... whole... He's got got such a... I'm like, how do you breathe through that tiny little nose? Oh, yes. And I just, I I did have this in the back of my mind as somebody who's had open heart surgery. His son, who I think is like 20 or something, has had four open heart surgeries and is doing so well and living his best life. And I got to say, props to him, props to the son, props to the family. This is all- No disrespect. No disrespect. disrespect. We just want to make out with you. We're hot. We're hot for you. We're into your ear. Uh, Who are you marrying? I, you know, I'm singling and mingling right now. I'm okay with that. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to go. I, you know who I'm going to marry? I'm going to marry my my Packers. They just made my life so much easier. Me. That's a good um, one. I should say, instead of marrying, I mean, I would still marry the margarita girl, but marry yeah. my organizer. I would marry your organizer. Her. Marry your organizer. To, I mean, your house is very well labeled and organized and I have a lazy Susan for my Ugh. oils now, my olive oils, my just, vinegar. Doesn't it make your life like spices. just better? Life is better. It brings order and comfort. Yeah. I have labeled my underwear drawer. I have labeled for, for thongs, for yeah. full panties, yeah. for boy shorts. I yeah. have. I've seen it. I have. It's. Uh, I would marry, marry I'm my I'm going to marry your organizer also, although I've never met your organizer, but I'm, I'm sold. And then mute. Let's just mute. Uh, I'll mute Hunter Biden. I'm just going to rock with your choices. You That's never fine. led me astray. I'm, I'm I'm going with that. Yeah. Honestly, I don't. I just like give give you know the Republicans something. Send him to I'm jail. Take that back. Like, he broke take that the back. law. You know who I'm muting? I'm muting all of the coverage on the Royals and the riffs. I I just I, I'm so sick of it. I'm so I bored. I know. Did you see that from your former company, Spotify, where what's his name was going out and he's referred to as a Spotify executive. He's Bill Simmons. He's got a podcast. Is he a Spotify executive? That's what he's described as because he's like the head of, I don't know, but he's considered a a Spotify executive and he's calling Megan and Harry Grifters. Like, guess what? The company made the deal. Like, I don't think they're getting paid all of the money because they didn't deliver everything, but still the company made the deal. Like Godspeed. Deal's a deal. You know what we didn't talk about? We'll save it for another time. Did we talk about, and I, you know, guys, guys, I'm speak. I'm speaking to the audience now, Brooke. I'm, I'm like 90% of the time I follow everything that you write, but there's like 10% of the time that I miss something. And that's like the one thing I mentioned to you and you're like, yeah, I, I wrote about that. Okay. So did you talk about the call that's her daddy, the call her daddy thing. Which one? With, with Priyanka Chopra. Oh no, I didn't. Oh girl. I didn't. Yeah, so we're going to have to talk about that another time. I have to watch it. Was it just, was to it? To be continued. No, she was, she recently had her on, but then not too long ago was like trash talking, totally shitting on Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra. And then they went on the podcast yes, uh-huh. or before or after? Well, they, she talked shit and then she was more recently on. You're going to have to check on this for me. I'm going to have to, let me dig you into this. On, dig into I'm this gonna, for me, please. As, I mean, the, as the, the most cringy thing, I'm going to double click on that and get back oh to you. Lord. You oh, could do God. that. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we welcome to a day in the life of Brit and me. This is just us talking on FaceTime all the time. Usually her kids are in the background doing dances, but it's they're well choreographed. Well, 
Oh my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> David needs to have a drink. I'm definitely going to go pick a margarita um, and get ready for my lunch at the San Vicente Bungalows mm. where I'm going to get a chopped salad with grilled oh, chicken. Yeah. So delish. Good. Okay. My darlings. So until next time, we'll see you next Thursday. Have a beautiful week and stay sane. Stop thinking about being stuck in the submersible thing and don't do that. Don't do that. Don't sign up to go 12,000 feet under the water with a crackpot CEO that puts things together with a PlayStation remote control. And with that, you'll live just a nice, fine, healthy life. All right, guys. Thanks, Britt. Thanks, David. See you soon. Pop culture.